Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the windy, cold afternoon voice of your local announcer. Here to get the most out of what a deliciousness can be found in your food, what you have eaten at home, what you cook. Uh, and also, if you go out to eat in a restaurant or you're with, with some friends and they cooked up some stuff for you. And you are welcome to call us uh, to talk about that or anything else on your mind having to do with food and restaurants and, and just anything that uh, is delicious to you. We'd love to hear from you uh, and to you also. And uh, here we are at 260-6368. That's our telephone number. You can use that for anything, 260-6368. We are here to talk about food, though, and uh, that's the main thing. We also do wine. We do, uh, do a bunch of other things. And uh, there it is. I, uh, Mary Ann is not here today. No, I am. Mar- I'm over in you the are? studio. <laughs> you, yes. you, told me, you told me you weren't come, going to be here today. I, yes, that's right. I told you I wasn't going to be sitting next to you today, but that I would be in the studio downtown, where I've had just the most depressing huh. last 30 minutes. I just, really? I'm, I'm oh, I don't know. Yes, I've been trying to... Um, <laughs> I've been trying to get Clemson fans to come up and just chat about some of the food mm-hmm. that they've had in town. But you would think that it was midnight or two in the morning and um, and that we were in a dark alley rather than a sea of people next to an office building. I don't know what radio people are supposed to look like, but clearly I did not look like what they expected. So I have no people to talk to here besides hmm. you. Oh, well, I mean, that's not so, so bad. No, no, I just thought it would be but, fun to ask well, some you, you, Clemson people if they've had any good food since they've been here. And and uh-huh. yes, the answer was yes, but they didn't want to tell us about it. Well, do you know uh, that there was something uh, that has turned up on three different occasions today, just today, as I've been doing my little jobs of uh, sending out inter- interesting things to talk about, uh, It the... Uh, the hotel, the Pontchartrain Hotel over on St. Charles Avenue at Jackson. Is it Jackson? Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, uh, it turns out that the um, the family that owned that hotel uh, were all from Clemson. Oh, is that right? I yeah. can see that. Are they are they they're from South Carolina or they just went to Clemson? They are lifeline, lifetong, lifelong. Life, I'll get this lifelong M uh, uh, Cornell. Was it Cornell or something? Did I, I, I think it right? might have been Cornell, Tom. Cornell. That might be. That I think might it might have been it. Cornell. And it's the Pontchartrain Hotel, and it, it was the the guy who managed it for a long time, Albert Schaffenberg, who was a good friend of mine, personal friend of mine. He used to run the uh, hotel, and then his dad before that even more so. Well, so let me at least give a report, my own self, of what I have observed down here. First of all, 
It's madness. 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 (laughs) Yes, it is. I thought maybe I was going to have trouble getting here because when I tried to get off the interstate, uh, you're not able to get off where I normally get off, which is around the dome, which makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. because the tailgate parties are everywhere. In every spare parking lot, Mm. there is a tailgate party going on. There's apparently a really big one at Walk-Ons slash Vintage Rock Club slash Copper Vine. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's, um, if you get into all three of them or whatever, but there's a huge complex of of tailgating things going on there. But that whole area between Canal and Poydras and then from Poydras, like the whole Houdat Nation, it's it's even much more intense than it is for a Saints game. It is it is off the Huge. charts. Well, it certainly charts. sounds that way. Yeah. And so I, I wound up thinking that because I had to detour and go to Canal and then come back off of like... I didn't go to Canal fully. I went to Tulane Avenue, and then I had to come back on, uh, I guess, Rampart, and um, and then turn onto Poydras. But that whole area was a crawl because there were just so many people tailgating, mm-hmm. and the traffic was abysmal, of course. But then once you get past, if you're thinking of coming down here, and you should if you don't have anything better to do, it's... Madness. Did I mention that? Anyway, uh, if you head toward the river on Poydras, um, the traffic is much better. It, the crowd mm-hmm. starts to thin out. But the closer you get to the dome, the more it, it just, wow, it is with people. It's just craziness. And um, so I'm going to go meet some friends of mine from out of town, not in the central Central Madness area, uh, a little bit further out, and um, but then I think I'm going to head back into the craziness, just because mm-hmm. it's something Crazy. to see. It's something to <laughs> Crazy, see. Crazy, I think, is the word for it. <laughs> well, well, you know, yesterday, yesterday, uh, I was watching all of this, and uh, I was astonished by the number of football games that were going on. Even some that I've never heard of before. Well, Tom, you're not exactly everywhere. a football fan, so it doesn't no, take much to I'm astonish not. you in that department. Well, uh, but there they were, and, and just chunking them out. Well, that's because it's playoff time. So the the yeah, NFL so. is having its playoffs, the NFC is having its playoffs, and of course the CFP, which is what this is now. But it is. A party scene down here, absolutely everywhere you look. And uh, fortunately, the rain has stopped, at least for now. And Ooh, that allows a people a chance overnight. to walk around mm-hmm. a little bit. But I, I'm even tempted to go into the quarter this evening. I don't know why. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you could walk around and watch out for some of these uh, people who are with their game, with their, uh, with their, uh, their teams that they, uh, they're hanging with. And uh, one of them, they, they, well, they're the, very think, obvious. The Clemson people are wearing orange, and there's very few well, of them, so they stick out. But everywhere you look is purple and gold. I just, uh, you know, needed a little more help with it. But uh, there were some of these I learned something I didn't know, and that is the uh, LSU fight song. 
And it it's goes, you know. Tom, don't try to talk football. Don't embarrass yourself by trying to talk football. Isn't that it? Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, that is it. But, you know, it's not like it's, it's a little you're a little late to the party. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to talk food, because that's what, what we do on this show. We talk food. And uh, I am curious to see what sort of food is out and about all over the place. Uh, there are a lot of uh, parties. There are a lot of buffets that are watch parties. Those are a set price, but I'm sure that there's just a lot of food out there for anyone who wants to grab it and go. And I'm going to discover a little bit of that as I head out after the show today. Mm-hmm. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you want to talk to us about food. Uh, that is kind of really all that is. Uh, I mean, the the radio station is pretty shut down except for a very core group of people. It's Doug and me and uh, uh, the board I mean, ops. What about me? Don't forget me. Well, yeah, but you're not there. You're not here. So I'm talking well, about I'm... at the radio station right now. There is a skeletal crew. I'm glad that I made it in in the time before uh, Tina was leaving because the place is shut down. I mean, everything is shut down. Hmm. The perfect place to do a radio show. It's hello. Yeah. Hello. It's hello. It's pretty. Hello. It's, where, where, where? Yeah. Are you? Or, or. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Anyway. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. So today is let's see what day is it today besides you know the day. Um, oh, I want to mention if anyone uh, has has not had Carl's fried chicken, they're serving that all day. It's usually Monday evening, but they're serving Carl's that all chicken. day. Yeah, you know Carl's fried chicken over in the Fountain Lounge. They're doing it all day today for the oh, big oh, festivities. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's great. He he he's uh, in the back of the kitchen at the Mondelian. No, excuse me, not the Mondelian. That's totally different. Uh, the at the, uh, the Roosevelt. He's at the, the Roosevelt, Roosevelt Fountain Hotel, Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's no, a buffet, I, I, a watch party at Dabs tonight. At uh, It's $25 yeah. a head. Beer and mm-hmm. wine, $4. And drinks, $5. Central City Barbecue has a nice, uh, a nice yard out there where you can sit. I'm sure there'll be a gigantic screen for a watch party. So there's a lot of fun still to be had on this playoff weekend here in the city of New Orleans. Bad weather last two days, so I'm sure people will be much more interested in being out and about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, it's let's and see. Going, though. That's the uh, irritating side side of it. Wait, what? Uh, the, the this uh, cold why cold? It's really not cold outside. Water, that's not- that's the thing. It's a little bit uh, disingenuous. The weather is because uh, you think it's cold, but it isn't Call really when you go me out. Disingenuous. Yes. Call me. Tom, you have you have as your edible dictionary word today one of my favorite words to say. What is it? Hummus. Oh, hummus. Who doesn't (laughs) love hummus? Well, I don't know know if I I like. uh, I don't know if I like it as much as I like saying it. Well, you, you know, you can always get your own, and if you ever want some, ask me, because I I do some pretty mean... You do uh, do a good hummus. You know who hummus. else has a good one, I think? And it's it's not a Greek or Mediterranean restaurant. It's a good old American place. I think Zia's Hummus 
is mm -hmm. one of the best out there. And it's totally different from any other I've ever seen. Well, he, he uses it's a just... roasted garlic rather than a, a fresh garlic. And mm -hmm. I really, really like that extra dimension of flavor. And then they jazzed it up and they put um, feta and um, tomatoes. Now, what else? A, a, a um, Sun-dried tomatoes. It's not straight down the middle. It is uh, pretty uh, original on both sides. Yeah, it's good. It's it's really, really good. But um, lately, I've had some other interesting hummuses, and uh, they're not, though, as exciting to me as the one at Zia, or frankly, the one that you do. I think that you do a good one. Do you know how long it took me to actually try hummus? Uh, years and years, huh? I was... I probably only tried it, I'm embarrassed to say this, about 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Well, but I mean, know, to be you, you fair, to be fair to me, uh, it didn't really hit the scene in a big way until maybe 15 or 20 years ago. I mean, here in the United States, here in Louisiana, I don't know what, you know, what else they were doing around mm. the country, but... You know, it's it's not one of those things. It's an ancient food, of course, but mm -hmm. you would had to have been someplace else yeah. to try well, it. Well, that's that's true. Can I can I uh, give you a, a? I'll promise you a a story on this subject. Of course. I, I, I went to uh, a place, the name of which I've been th trying to to remember, uh, and it was a Middle Eastern restaurant near the intersection of Clearview and the I-10. It was in one of those kind of like sockets over there. And uh, I went in there, and, it, I, and I thought it was Greek food. It turns out it was Middle Eastern food, Lebanese food. Oh, this is but, like uh, a really long time ago. I think I've heard this story. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I I've, haven't thought about it in a long time. So, But anyhow, uh, here we are uh, and eating this stuff, and I see something that's made with a lot of garlic. I was sure getting that. And then there was the one with the eggplant in it. Uh, uh, and Baba Ganoush. And I figured I was going to get that. And then the very last thing was something called hummus. And I, I just said it, and then the waiter said it, and I said, I don't like the sound of this. So I didn't get it. And then the next day, somebody said, boy, the hummus is great over there. I said, no, I, I didn't try it. He said, you're crazy. You know, that's the number one thing you try. If you want to know what is happening in uh, in Middle Eastern food, you're going for the hummus unless you're just, uh, you know. A heathen. A heathen. Could be. So uh, ever since then, uh, whenever I run into it, I always get it. If it's if it looks like it's even remotely good, there's there's some hummus that it just sits there and does nothing. Well, you know, it doesn't look like much. I mean, it it really it doesn't, doesn't look, look like all that much. appetizing. It smile so much it as doesn't. as a food item goes. Yeah, it would be one of the last things that I would pull off of a buffet of something that is strictly foods I've never tried. It it really would be. I mean, it, it's just it's it's a nothing color. It's got a mushy texture. I mean, what what's to love there? But it, but you try it and it's it's really really great. Let's take a break. Uh, we are talking okay. about uh, hummus and food in general and anything that you would like to and talk about. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two.
Well, this is Tom Fitzmorris. We are coming to you live from the W old from two J-O-6. separate places. In two separate places. You know what a thing that got me real puzzled one day. How could this happen? But it's uh, but there we are. And uh, here we are talking about food, about restaurants, and uh, also, you know what has not come in at all, and we almost always get around to talking about this, the food at the stadium. Is there really anything to eat, or is that just a joke? Uh, There is food to eat. It's not very good food. That's Um, what I've always seen. Yeah, unless, of course, you're in a box. But uh, I think it's best to eat before you go to the stadium. That's for sure. So Mm -hmm. Doug said something off of the air uh, that he thought a great name for a restaurant would be things you haven't tried. (laughs) Well, that would be a good thing in one sense. And in another way, it's not so good because people are very, very um, leery about trying something they've never had before. Okay, then try this one. We have two restaurants, one next to each other. We have one called Good Stuff, and Uh the upscale upscale side of the operation would be called Great Stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm thinking, I'm back on the things that you haven't tried, because depending on who you are, that could, if you had to craft a menu on things that people haven't tried, um, it depending on who you're appealing to, that list would be small or large. Like, you know, in the case of me, if you were going for me as a target market, you would have a lot more things on the menu than, than if you were going for you as a target market, for example. Well, they won't buy as many books from me as they will of... Uh... As they, as they will of uh, the stuff on the roads. Yeah. Anyway, no. uh, we're so you you were talking. Uh, so I, I guess we're not going to talk too much about the things that you haven't tried uh, as a restaurant name, but I do think that's a great idea, Doug. I mean, no one's ever done it before because it would be hard to do, but it is a good idea. Two six zero six three six eight. We were talking about hummus before. And who has a good one? Now it is really, really easy to find that on a menu. What, hummus? Hummus, yes. Yeah, it's everywhere you go. That's what I'm saying. You know, when I I first started seeing it, the kids were little, so it would have been the early 90s. And I was really not all that curious about it because it didn't look like something I would want to eat, you know. And then uh, I think I I think I finally just decided, you know what, it's going to be in my face every time I go somewhere. Let me just try it. And I loved it immediately. It is a great thing to eat. Um, and I wait, think wait, that wait, if wait. Before, before you keep going, I want to prime the audience a little bit. I'll bet you there are quite a few people listening to us right now who love hummus and who have a, their own good recipe for it, because it's not hard to make. It's, you have to pay attention to what you're doing, but uh, not even not much of that. So can, we, uh, can I ask the audience that? If you have a special way of making hummus, call me up and tell me what it is, uh, no matter what you have been doing it with in a long time. What do you think? Can we go that? Can we do that? Of course, but you know what? Right. I, no. I think I think hummus <laughs> would fall into a category of things yeah. that I find kind of disgusting if you really think about it, but delicious. 
Mm-hmm. And there's not, you know, there's not a lot of stuff that you would say that about. You know, well, I think it's kind of disgusting, but I really, really love it. You know, like if you look at tahini, yeah, tahini in a jar, mm-hmm. and then you take a spoon of tahini. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so far, so good. Honestly, is there anything really appealing about tahini? It's pasty looking. It's a nondescript color. It's it's the consistency of it is a little bit scary, I find. You know, it's it's really not appealing at all. Yet when you put it with garbanzo beans that are pureed and garlic and olive oil and lemon juice, mm-hmm. it's magic. You know, it is. But when you just spoon tahini out of a jar, all by itself, there is nothing appealing about it. I mean, at least in my view, you know. Well, there's your solution to that one. Two six zero six three six eight. That would be in a category of things that I find disgusting, but also delicious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many things I would say that about. But anyway, mm. like for example, deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. Yes. Do we have a caller, Doug? We. Uh. No. <laughs> All right. Who is? Okay. Doug gets driven crazy when I don't wear headsets. And they're going to get tangled in my mm-hmm. hair because I don't have a ponytail holder. All right. So who's on the phone? Alan. Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi. Alan, welcome to the food show. Come on in. Thank you so much. I'm sitting um, in my car. It's lunchtime up here in Seattle. And um, it's a snowstorm. Oh, no. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Thanks. So yeah. we're lucky in this regard where it's only raining. It's not really raining either here. Is not it raining on the no. North Shore still, Tom? A little bit. It's oh. coming and going. Okay. So, Alan, first of all, yeah. go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers, indeed. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Now you can proceed. Um, I, you know, I'm surprised your sister hasn't mentioned anything. She doesn't say, oh, wow. Because as Southerners, it's a big deal to, to, to see snow, and especially at the, at this rate. It's, it's so much. Um, we actually had this conversation last week, she and I. I asked if it was nice weather, and she said it, wa- it was. And I said, well, you haven't gotten any snow. And she said, we don't usually get snow until after February. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll check with her today. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's usually later on. It, uh, this is kind of unusual. Um, anyways, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that, that you find hummus um, disgusting and not something like peanut butter. Because is it, I'm thinking maybe it's a Western way of looking at foods. Um, is it because of well, I am Western. <laughs> I know that's true. So am I. So am I. And 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 here now, hummus. Oh my gosh, it's um, it's it, ubiquitous. It's it, yeah, it's everywhere. It, yeah. it is interesting how it's it's grown to be such a staple. And, I I didn't and say hummus. that I thought hummus was disgusting. I said I think mm. tahini is disgusting. Oh, I said hummus yeah, was the gross stuff in, the, in the jar. Or yeah. The stuff in the jar. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Let's, is, in tahini, this is, tahini is 
sesame, isn't it? Sesame yes, seeds? it's ground sesame ground. seeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And why is that disgusting? <laughs> well, but have you... To okay, so you. if you were to take a spoon and go to a jar of peanut butter... Yes. You would, I mean, I wouldn't. This, I'm just talking, I, I'm only speaking for me. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for you. So I'm saying yeah. that if I took a jar of peanut butter and I, I lifted it up and it probably wouldn't like dribble down. But if you go to a jar of tahini and you did the same thing, there would be this, this, Beige, oily, beige, dribbling mm. substance. Sounds good. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's gross. But when you mix it with lemon juice and uh, garlic, uh, and in the case of Zia, roasted garlic, which is really great, and uh, lemon juice, you get an olive oil, you get something really delicious. And it's not the same color, first of all, it's a different color. It's a more appealing color, but it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I find it kind of intriguing that something that I find really yucky to look mm-hmm. at can become so delicious. Well, it's easily uh, uh, yeah. uh, fixed. You just don't, don't do it anymore. <laughs> anyway, well, Alan, your point was. Oh, uh, I, I guess um, I, I thought you were saying that, um, that you found hummus at one point before you tasted it and tried it because it seems like um unappealing i wouldn't say disgusting just like eh, what is that it's just sort of lays there Eh, eh, you know Mm, yeah well it's interesting i i i I don't like chickpeas when they're sprinkled in salads so much Mm -hmm. yeah or um just even as maybe a a side Uh do you like them fried when they're fried and presented to you Oh, as a snack, I've I've, I've had fried uh, chickpeas um, yeah. before, but no, I think my favorite way, um, and the the best way, I'm going to say, is is a hummus. Um, is a hummus dish, yeah. and and uh, I have a. There's so many nice uh, little little spots around Greenwood here uh, that, uh, as Tom was suggesting, to, to, to folks call up and. Uh, how do you make yours? You know, what's how's what's your recipe? Um, it it's just so easy for me to stop at the, on my way home and and pick up a little uh, you know a little container of it made by experts who have been doing it yeah. for you know generations. <laughs> uh, um, and I have this thing, you know, you were talking about appliances on counters. I think about yeah. a week uh-huh. or so ago. Yeah, I don't. I if uh, everything I make. Unless it's a crock pot. I, I do use a crock pot. I don't like to use food processors, blenders, um, and the, anything that, that, that takes, to me, I call it major equipment. My wife, that's her thing. She, is, she well, will pull you know, up food processors. Who says you have to well, how do you the make hummus things? then? Um, yeah, that's blended. a good question. Pound it. Well, <laughs> walk on it. Uh, um, in a food, in a food processor or blender, it can be done in a blender. Yeah, of course. Yes, one, sure. You know, you put the chickpeas. Well, it's the same thing, in. you know. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I, now that you mention it, I'm sure that since it is an probably an ancient food, it's it been is. Around, yeah, maybe, you sure. Know, there weren't any processed food processors, right? Or 
Right. Well, they must have used it. They must have beaten it with um, uh-huh. a mortar and pestle, probably. You know what? I bet. That, that might be it. it. That might explain yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay, now, no, Alan, I have to ask you a question. I want yeah. you to be totally honest, okay? Okay. While you can walk to some little walk up in Greenwood, which I would assume is sort of an ethnic community, I guess, okay, and find someone who really knows how to make it because they are coming from that country first generation, all right? If you were to eat that hummus, would you prefer it to one that you could get in fill-in-the-blank American restaurant making hummus? You can't compare, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones the ones that are made by um, the the many of them are not even first generation. They're they're born in Egypt or born someplace in you know, Morocco or some other place north Africa. This is or, this is why uh, this is why Mexican food yeah. is mm-hmm. not what it could be, because if you don't have the locals, the especially the ones that eat and eat the stuff. You know, before yeah. you even get into the kitchen, that's uh, that's where it's all going to be. But you take it away, it's it's like nobody even knows what it is, and that's going to. I I uh, agree with you and that. disagree with you. But Alan, yeah. let me ask you to, to finish that thought. So you yeah. much prefer the one made by the guy who came over from Egypt? <laughs> yes, in my mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like a block and a half away from my. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, I had a, an interesting experience over the weekend. Yeah. We made, po- oh, you know what? We have to take a break because Doug's oh. going to start. Doug, uh, well. you're not actually glaring at me now, but do you want to keep going to 50 or guess we're going to keep going to 50? Okay. So, um, when I was in LA last week, I bought this pasta that I talked about keeping me in security for 40 minutes. And I, I bought it for two reasons. One, because it was on sale and I'm a sucker for sales. Uh, but also because I wanted to kind of do a t- pasta. What? Pasta. I am mm-hmm. convinced that American pasta and Italian pasta is fundamentally different. Mm. So... We made carbonara Saturday mm. night, and I ate a lot of it. I just will readily admit that I ate a lot of it and should have awakened the next morning feeling really gross, like a carb <laughs> hangover, I call it. A carb hangover. Carb hangover, yes. Oh, that, now, you and, know, that, that feels horrible, but in another yeah. way, it sounds and, pretty and good. And so I asked my daughter who ate less of it, but still enough to have a carb hangover, how she felt the next day. And she said, you know, you're right. I actually don't feel as bad as I normally do. So I'm going to give, if I can get my niece who has gluten intolerance, if I can get her to be a guinea pig and eat this, I want to see if it causes a reaction in her because I, I, I suspect that it won't. And so what makes all of these things different is the ingredients that you are using 
we eat, I say it over and over again, it's true, fake American food. We do. We eat fake American food. And I, and I, and I like fake American food because that's the way I was raised. So, Dr. Pepper, that's what we need more. Real barber. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I would love to try the uh, Egyptian guy's hummus in a taste test and try, you know, my own or Zia's or something and see how I felt about it. Because uh, I bet that I would probably pick the American one because that's the kind of fake food that I like. I see. Well, there you have it, folks. Going. I see what you mean. Uh, uh, let me let me add. You know, it's interesting. You said you you would you would ask your niece who's gluten free maybe to try uh, that that particular pasta. And and the difference is, I think Americans or American food is pro, is more processed. Yeah, it is. It's horribly processed. And it's not so good. This is not a good thing. This is a bad thing. But that's yeah. what I'm used to. So my palate says, ah, this is right, and that's not. But there that may be something, that. you know, there was a time, I never heard, you know, when I waited tables all those years, nobody ever said, oh, excuse me, waiter, um, let me just tell you, let you know, I'm gluten-free. I, I can't eat right. gluten. Yeah. Never. Yes. <laughs> you know, of course, I, I haven't waited tables in, in uh -huh. 15 years. Yeah. But I did for, for 25 and never. Now, I would get on occasion, you know, oh, I don't eat, you know, I'm a vegetarian. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad that that went that way because uh, when we first started hearing about just uh, – uh, just all the different ways where you can lose weight, and you just there's a long list about them. And people would say, "Do you have uh, this um, this uh, intolerant uh, issue?" And just one thing after another. And I say, "Yeah, you know, restaurants have all of that stuff. All you have to do is ask for it, and tell them you really want because they'll do it." There was a time when they didn't, but they they it's got a, it, it's it's covered now. You don't have to worry about oh, yeah. it. Just ask for it, and there it is. This is true. This is true. But, I, I, again, I think it's something that uh, that the foods here, that the, over the years, and, and we all, you know, you've spoken about this before, how our grandparents would eat uh, right. butter and, right. and, you know, real cheese, dairy products. With exactly. Alcohol. Yeah. And yeah. I think Real garlic and sardine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have intolerances now, but uh, yeah, back back to hummus. You know, uh, the, have you ever tried store bought hummus, like from the grocery? No, no. What, there what's is one that? In a, that? How do you say that? Store bought uh, hummus. Oh, store bought. Now, for goodness sake, it's so easy to make. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for, for buying well, it done. I agree, and, and it's not good. There's a company. It's called. Um, Am I going to get in trouble? It's, it's an international company. It's, I think it's uh, Subri, S-A-B-R-I. Mm -hmm. They make all, they four or five, maybe even more, mm -hmm. flavored hummuses, mm -hmm. uh, red pepper, garlic, black, mm -hmm. it. and I can't even swallow that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After after having it really made it, you know, like like comes at home or in a restaurant where some people that know what they're doing, 
Um, I can't buy a little container. Of yeah, honey. sure. And and why should you? Because it's really it's not it's not good for you. It's not. You know, it's like no. it's like when I hear all the the getting on the bandwagon about the plant based stuff. It's like instead of going back to less processed foods, we're accelerating and going to more processed foods. If you want plant-based foods, eat plants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure of that. I mean, yes. just eat plants. Mm. <laughs> we'll, uh, really? We'll, get, we'll, <clears throat> we'll look into the pot there and see what we can turn up. Anyway. Turn up. So All good. Right, That's Alan. just what we needed. Thank you for calling. Okay. Hunker down. Yes. Enjoy no. your snow. And Thanks. I forgot. And there it is. Happy New Year. <laughs> now you can say Happy New Year tomorrow. Today you have to say Go Tigers. Yeah. Actually, I have to say Go Tigers. Go Tigers. In a few months, I can say Happy New Year. There you right? go. That's how it works. There you go. All right. You are listening to the food show, and we're talking Take about Take care, food. Alan. And if you're uh, you're hungry, stick with us, and we'll talk about it some more. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We're talking about hummus. And uh, and it's only because in today's almanac, which is sort of our blueprint for the show, uh, mm. the edible dictionary word is hummus. And so I actually have a lot of thoughts about hummus, and so I threw it out there. But if you would like to talk about something else, we're certainly happy to talk about it. Um, we didn't do a lot of eating out over the weekend. It was terrible weather, so we sort of stayed in. And made the uh, the pasta that I mentioned, and it was good. And who doesn't love pasta? Although I learned last week that my grandson does not like pasta, which I am aghast at because I thought every kid loved pasta, um, but but not necessarily. So. Uh, we had pasta, and then I made a gumbo yesterday. I don't know. I was just in this cooking mood, so we made gumbo. I bought some boudin at Rouse's, and it's, to me, my favorite packaged boudin. It's manda, which I am not a fan of their products, generally speaking. But didn't you like that boudin, Tom? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I've had better. Uh, you know, the stuff is absolutely at its peak when you're running around in Cajun country and they well, you pull off to yes. one side and you run in and you get it. It's just you can't top that. But it, it's pretty darn good the way they do I it. I mean, for, you know, for, of course, it's better if you buy it someplace. Although I have to say, um, you asked me about Bergeron's. Boudin, which mm -hmm. is a place yeah. on the North Shore and I guess a couple of other locations around. And I was really underwhelmed by it. I didn't think it had a lot of flavor, which was so disappointing because mm -hmm. it looked so good. But, um, you know, it's nice to think that you can go into what looks like your standard little Boudin walk up and get some Boudin. And you can do that on the North Shore, although I was not crazy about it. But... Um, for a packaged supermarket version of it, I thought it was really, really good. I thought, and I and I do think that's my favorite, the the Manda Boudin, and it's um, now in a package three times bigger than it used to be. So you have to pay nine bucks for it, but it's like, I don't know, it's like 
what would amount to six long links. There's probably 12 or 14 of them. They're little short links mm -hmm. now. And mm -hmm. we used them as the rice for this gumbo because I discovered when I had a lot of boudin at home that we made a gumbo instead of using rice, we just used the boudin. And that actually adds a whole lot of extra flavor well, to has, gumbo. It has, yeah, it has rice, uh, rice in it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So um, it was a cooking weekend at the Fitzmorris house. We also have a restaurant report. We didn't talk about, we went to Brennan's on Friday night. So let's, uh, after the break, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I was that. going to suggest the same thing. Yeah, we definitely right. have some stuff to talk about having gone to Brennan's on Friday Indeed. night. Indeed. I was kind of expecting that when we left that the madness for the big football weekend would have started by Friday night. And then I expected to see the French Quarter just rocking but i was uh, I, I didn't there wasn't a lot of people uh there and so i guess maybe it was the weather cuz the weather's not been good all weekend but it was kind of quiet in the quarter when we were there on friday night i heard that it has not been the case for the last two nights but i wasn't you know i wasn't here to witness it so if you've been having fun partying this weekend love to hear about it uh, i hear that there are some great stories out there from the big whole weekend party. Uh, if you have one, please call us, 260-6368. We were also talking about hummus, which is in the almanac today, and anything else that you would like to talk about. 260-6368 is the number. You can give us a call. Uh, you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. And today is Peach Melba Day. Uh, that's a good one to track down. We'll talk about that later. Uh, or maybe we'll talk about it right away. Who knows? It's the food show, and we talk about nothing but food, restaurants, cooking, wine, wines, and uh, other ideas. And we'd love to hear what you have on your uh, list of places that you really love or the ones that you've been to lately that were just great or that haven't quite uh, slid into position. Our telephone number is 260-6368, 260-6368. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice, uh, and with us today, it's uh, none other than um, Marianne. Hi. Hi. Are you having fun so far? I mean, you've been doing this all your life, so you may as well. Yes, I, I do have fun. So let's talk about what we did after we left the show on Friday. Friday was a bizarre show. Great news, everyone. The podcasts are back. Thank you, Doug. Um, and so we went after the show on Friday directly into the French Quarter where we took our own advice and had the $5 Oysters Rockefeller at Antoine's. Yeah, what a deal that was. And uh, it, it, and I can tell you, it, it's one of my favorite dishes, baked oysters in general. It's just something I love. Uh, but... You can do it in a way that makes it come out less than perfect, and I think they were kind of around there. Oh, really? Uh, but, they were not. But, they were not. Well, you know, I mean, they were doing mass mass production of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was, and it's a, a little tough. But uh, anyway, uh, that was interesting that they would come forth and, and do something like that, and uh, they certainly had a lot of people. Well, they've in always there. got something fun going on over there. They're they're definitely yeah. stepping up their game. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you'd think that after all these years, they would have it all, all put together. 
that's a joke. Okay, so we went been around since So we went to uh, we were going to Brennan's. We had a reservation at Brennan's, Brennan's for six PM. Mm-hmm. And we got there at about five thirty and it turns out that they don't start seating until six. So we were right there. The the car was parked and we just decided to walk over and have some oysters at Antoine's. Yeah. All right, so after we did the Antoine's stop, Mm -hmm. then we went to Brennan's, and I know you have a lot to say about that. Oh? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, here's, uh, I was very surprised to see it. They have a new chef as of of a couple of months, I think, I lost. But, But the guy who has been there since the renovation took place four or five years ago, he has moved on. Uh, great Slade chef. Rushing is now Slade in London. Rushing. He's in London. Well, he deserves to do whatever he does because he's terrific. Yeah. I, I'm, we're going to meet him. But, you know, I'm going through the menu here at Brennan's, and uh, it there were eight, wait a minute, was it eight entrees? Same story for just about everything up and down the menu. It was a lot less than I expected to see. In a re- you go to a restaurant like that, you expect a lot of choices. To, to have well, the to old menu by. in the Ted Brennan era was a, a huge menu. Oh, yeah. It went on and on and on. Right. They, they had a book of it that right. actually, well, uh, they never had a problem like that. You can go overboard with it, and that's obviously what they did. But I was really surprised to see this at, uh, at Brennan's, and it's probably just a get-it-started-on-the-front-end kind of thing that will get from them better when things uh, kind of assume their proper... I'll tell you what. Um, something. The the first time that I ate at Brennan's in the new era when Slade took it over, mm. I was... Really, I had a, just a giant question mark. I was wondering how this cutting-edge chef could reinvent a menu that was so entrenched and so much more old-fashioned than what he was inclined to do. And I remember when I got the... What was the Jackson salad? That's what it was called. I yeah, used to the Jackson love, salad. I used to always you, get the Jackson salad at Brennan's, which was a mix of lettuce. It had mm-hmm. some hard-boiled egg on it. It had blue bacon. Cheese. What? Blue cheese. Bacon, blue cheese. It was kind of like a cob only tossed. Kind of. Kind yeah. of like that. So, as a matter of fact, it was probably modeled after the cob and just called the Jackson salad. But anyway. Well, it's funny, though. Can I give you a couple of little backgrounds on this? Sure. Yeah. One of them is when I first started writing about food, as a matter of fact, this was when I had not yet begun eating with in white, white tablecloth places. Uh, they had, a, and they still do, in the uh, uh, UNO, uh, the, their, their newspaper. And then there's a, they also have uh, a, a, a restaurant place, a, a restaurant where you can go in and sit down and it's white tablecloth and everything. And uh, I was there uh, once and, and going through it, and I kept uh, being surprised by the amount of different ideas that they had in there. 
And this was a, a, a college place, kind of a test place. So oh, my point in that is uh, is lost somewhere. Okay. Well, so I I had one of the things that struck me when we sat down for the first Slade rushing meal. There were two things that struck me. One was that they had switched bread to a housemade Parker House roll that came in a little cloud of about eight of them, and they were divine. And like I said, I have a threshold for bread. And, you know, if if you clear it, I just can't stop eating. And that's what happened with this bread. It was really, really good. And I don't, generally speaking, like Parker House rolls, or maybe it's the processed ones that I don't like. But anyway, uh, these were really great little rolls. They're also great at Cushon. They have Parker House rolls, too, and they're spectacular. Um, but the Jackson salad, when I ordered it, yeah, I was that, cur- that's that's what I was trying to get to you, and it just flew out the back of my brain. Well, we're uh, going to have to continue the whole conversation. Well, after- let me just give you a little bit of it. Got twenty Jackson, seconds. Jackson was named after a lady who used to come to Brennan's every day, every weekday, and she would do a radio show from the main dining room. And did I, I'm trying to remember Jill her Jackson. First name. Jill Jackson, and she lived in L.A. Okay. Like All right, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hold the rest of the story, Tom. We have. Oh yeah, well that was it. I, I was oh, done. That's it. Okay. Two six zero six three six eight. If you'd like to join the conversation in about five minutes after the top of the hour news, you're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.